You're listening to episode 46 of the Speedbender podcast, your daily fix of all things motivational, inspirational and instructional. I'm your host and my name is Gavin Wall. Now, if you're joining us for the very first time, there are a few ground rules you'll need to be aware of. Now, this isn't like any other podcast where you just listen up, it goes in one ear and out the other. This podcast always demands some sort of action. So you'll need to have the following to hand before you start to listen to this podcast. So go and get them right now. Now, number one, have a pad and pen ready to write me a poison pen letter. Number two, have the same pad and pen ready to write a letter of complaint to your local MP. Number three, have a bowl handy that's recently had some form of spaghetti or baked beans in it so that you can lick the secret sauce from the bowl when we get to that bit of the episode. Number four, go and get your safety gear in place. That's a helmet, a full body harness and a fire extinguisher as this message can overload you and your mobile device and put them all in danger. Number five, if you're driving a car, pull over to the hard shoulder right now and get the fucking handbrake on. Number six, you'll also need an open mind for some of the stuff you're going to hear. Number seven, finally, hit the subtitle button if you live outside Belfast. So depending on your disposition, You may need all of these in place, or you just may need some, but it's best to be prepared. Okay, so if we've got everything that we need, let's get started and dive right into the episode. I thought I'd just give you a quick window into my life, because my wife's been asking me, when's all this podcast stuff going to come to an end? Now, to be honest, I've been working really hard at putting all these episodes together for you. Now, just in case you think I just knock these daily episodes out like eggs from a battery chicken... I can tell you that it takes a total of about three hours to craft each episode from thinking up ideas to getting my narrative to doing doing research and then pulling it all together. And then it takes another 30 minutes at least to record each episode and put it together for the outsourcer so that they can release it for me. So a week's worth of podcasts adds an extra 17 and a half hours, maybe even 20 hours to my working week, which was already really busy before I started podcasting. Now, I just thought it worth giving you an insight into what it takes to make a difference, to stand out from the crowd. Now, I don't have any special gift, just roll these episodes out off my tongue. It's the preparedness for hard graft, to accept the risk of failure, and I'm proud to disclose that background information, because I don't want you to think that this is easy. But... At the same time, you can understand why my wife's asking me when it's all going to stop. The bad news for my very supportive wife and listen to the episode in spousal support, which I did a few weeks ago, is that it won't stop as long as the podcast supports my desire to become number one, the number one entrepreneur in Northern Ireland. But hopefully, what will happen over time as I hone my craft and learn from my mistakes, as I go through trial and error and iterate the process and improve my creativity and become a better podcaster, I hope that I'll get the time taken down to about 10 or 12 hours per week. And that's doable in the long term for me and hopefully also for my good wife, Helen. But I have to go through all of that risk, the risk of failure, the risk that I won't be able to hone my craft any further, the risk of getting it wrong, the knowledge that I'll make mistakes along the way. 
the risk that not enough people will listen to justify the 17 and a half hours per week for a free resource. All that effort could be massive, uh, massive, uh, very personal failure. And it would be done right in the public gaze with all the wee bastards that hate hearing about my secret sauce just waiting to celebrate my failure. But for me, it's better to have tried and failed than never to have tried at all. I'm not sure who actually coined that phrase, but what I want to concentrate on is why is it better for me and for all of you to have tried and failed than never to have tried at all? And the answer is because otherwise you'll spend the rest of your life in some sort of fucking purgatory wondering about whether you might have succeeded, whether you could have pulled it off, whether your life and the lives of those around you could have been dramatically different if you'd just taken the risk. Now, if you have been brave enough to start something new in the knowledge that the outcome could be success or just as likely failure, that's an absolute biggie. That's what it's all about, folks. I'll let you into a secret. I have this idea in my head that one day when they put me in the wooden box, and hopefully that's a long time off because I think I've got another hundred years working in me, that I'm going to go up and meet St. Peter at the gates of heaven and he's going to say to me, this is the person you could have been and this is a legacy you could have left behind. Now, I think about this all the time. I don't know if it's a bit weird. I don't know if others think about this stuff too. Now, maybe you'll hit me up on my social channels and just let me know if it's only me thinks like this or whether you do too. But I want and I'm determined that Peter will say to me when he's about to go through that process and he goes through everybody who comes up to the gates of hell. Now, maybe I go down to the gates of hell, but who knows? That he's going to say to me, great fucking job. And he's going to use the F-bomb too. Well done, Gavin, he's going to say. We had this plan for you and you fucking topped it. Wow. Look at the legacy you've left down there for your family, your friends and for your fucking country. Go straight on through. No need to pass go. And by the way, it was your ability to accept uh, the possibility or likelihood of failure that made all the difference between you and some of the others that were showing these stories to and the person they could have become was much greater. In fact, I think I'll go into a piece of prose here. Now, you haven't heard much prose. You've heard a bit of my bad singing, but you haven't heard much prose. And it's from Rudyard Kipling's A Poem If. And I know that many of you will be well first in it, but if you're not, then if you want a guide on how to lead your life successfully, and it's all laid out in the poem, please check Roger Kipling's poem, If Out. But for this episode, I just want to pick out a couple of lines. And it goes like this. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. So treating triumph and disaster, those two imposters, just the same. And you know why we have to do that? Because they're the, they're one and the same. Your failure is just a learning. It's one side of exactly the same coin. Once you've had another failure out of the way and you've learnt the lessons, then the next time the coin is flipped, it's far more likely to be a successful outcome. It's the lack of appreciation about how important embracing the chance, the possibility, in fact, the certainty of failure is, and that you have to be a big enough person. You need to have the chops to say, do you know what? I can handle the raised eyebrows, the whispers behind my back. I can handle those who invariably say, I told you so. I told you it wasn't going to work. Now ask yourself today if you can handle those pressures. 
And if you can't, as many of us can't, get someone in your life who can help you get through that type of stuff. Now, that's not a sales pitch, but I am available if you need me. And in any event, I'm here every single day just to help you with that. But if you're not ready to step up fully to the plate just yet, at least start to think about the people you surround yourself with. Are they A-team players who will support you when you stumble just like a baby does when they're taking their first steps? Are they more likely waiting for you to stumble with a pat on the back and a dig in the side at the same time too? You know deep down the answers to these questions. The issue is whether you're prepared to do anything about them yet. You need to start putting the pieces in place that you'll need to have an abundant life. And this includes being prepared to fail and having the right people around you to support you to get back up and to go again. Now, if you don't, you'll forever be one of those people whom I, whom I know that we all know and you'll hear the following thing regularly if you're anything like me. Look, I thought of that idea before your man. Then I say, what idea? Ah, you know the idea. No, what idea? I say back. The one I mentioned to you to you ages ago. Then I say back, no, I can't recall that. And then they say, for fuck's sake, Joe, you, you must remember, it was the Uber thing. It was the Uber thing. Remember, I thought of that thing about the taxis first. Jesus Christ. I hear that sort of thing all the time, and I'm sure you do too. And it's usually said by those who stand on the sidelines and never risk anything. Or you'll maybe hear them say in the future, or hopefully you will, I had an idea to do a daily Northern Irish business and personal development podcast First of its type in Northern Ireland, because I knew there'd be a market of it for it. But that bastard Gavin Wall got his release just before me, and now I can't do mine. And we hear all this sort of shite all the time. Now, all of these entrepreneurial adventures risk failure, and until you start to get comfortable with the fact that failure may be around every corner, you won't set out on your journey. Now, do you notice that people that the people who mock you for your failures? are those who spent most of their time, most of their lives on the sidelines, throwing rocks from the safety of their keyboards, whilst we get on with the doing, with the risking, with the putting our heads above the parapets, with the reputational risks we take, with the heartbreak we risk, with the sacrifices we make and the losses we face. It's all the same type of people, folks. Well, I'm going to give you a bit of top cover today. I'm going to encourage you to embrace your failures a bit more today so that you can take more of them in the future. I want to get into the mind, I want you to get into the mindset whereby you really own your failures and stop to hide them under the carpet. Because it's only when you stand tall with your shoulders just that little inch higher, when you own all your own wins, but you also own your losses, that you become comfortable with the person who you are. And from there, you can start to really take ownership of your life. It's a liberating feeling when you get into that space, folks. For me, I've been in that space for quite a few years. I've aired all of my, uh, what would previously have been called dirty linen, as they say, in public on social channels, particularly on LinkedIn. But because I've done that, I've nothing to fear when I put my message out there day after day, as I've catalogued the good stuff and the bad. Now, here's what I think you should do today, okay? You should do a post on your social channels today shouting about how proud you are that you failed, but not in some needy way that you require sympathy, uh, but outlining what you've learned from that failure, what you're going to do differently the next time, because there's no point in failing unless you're learning from it. Own the message and see your desire to drive on and get closer to success 
uh, grow the next time. Oh, and by the way, you see when we're talking about failure, the successful people know it's the preparedness to try that it is the most important thing. When I, for instance, wanted to leave my solicitor's job uh, with the civil service, um, think the end of 20 years ago, and my mum was begging me to stay as because it was a nice steady job with a pension and good holidays, whereas I wanted to switch to being a barrister where the opposite was the case and there was a load of risk. She knew there was potential, if not likely failure ahead of me, but I wanted to face that risk and was prepared to fail because I wanted to live. And although I have failed spectacularly at times since, I walked away from that comfort. I have lived an amazing life because I was prepared to fail in the pursuit of growth and unlimited potential. Now here's what one of the greatest of all times said about it. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I've missed. i failed over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. Now who said that? You probably know it. It was Michael Jordan, basketball player and one of the most successful sports people in history. That's what he said about failure. Did he let those failures define him? No, he certainly did not. He knew that every time he missed, he was statistically a step closer to the goal of scoring another shot. He also went on to say, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I cannot accept not trying. So what are you going to do today? Hide from the risks? Shy away from the failure? Stay in your comfort zone? Keep your head down? Not stick your hand up? Sit at the back of the classroom? Stay under the freaking radar? Worry about some loser keyboard warrior? Worry about peers laughing behind your back? Or are you going to level the fuck up? Get out of your own way? Look at the potential that lies ahead? Look at the failure? Stay in the eye and say, Let me fucking have on you! I don't worry. Don't you worry. I'll be here to help as you talk to the wall each and every day if it all goes wrong. All I ask in return for this free resource is a subscription and a review. They really mean so much to me and give me the oxygen I need to breathe and help you achieve. Don't forget about the Speed Mentor Retreat coming up in just 12 days time on the 18th and 19th of May. We're all but sold out. But if you care enough about your future success and you're very, very quick You could be one of the just 12 people who'll spend the weekend with me and get the only person in the country who cares about your success just as much as you do in their corner as your very own PT for your PD. Hit me up my social channels, LinkedIn, my website, Insta, Facebook, etc. And let's get you booked in and ready for the abundance in your life that you want. That's it from me for today. Now get out there and do it because it's your choice. 